Hello and welcome to Elwit Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwit Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Christine Chang about COVID and weddings and how to make your wedding COVID safe. Founder of Live Love Create Events, a woman-owned business, Christine and her team have helped execute 500 plus beautiful events. Being a seasoned planner and having an art background has helped Christine throughout the process of planning and conducting weddings for celebrities and working professionals. As a fine arts and media arts major, Christine worked on film and graduated at UC San Diego. As a wedding planner for over 12 years, her weddings have been featured in Brides, Carrots and Cake, Grey Likes, Style Me Pretty, CBS 8 and many more. In this episode, Christine shares her top tips on conducting COVID-safe weddings by implementing safety by applying all COVID protocols. Now, let's get started. Christine, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you become a wedding planner and what inspires you in your work? Hi, uh, this is Christine Chang from Live Love Create Events, a Los Angeles-based wedding planning service. Um, We've been in the industry since 2009, so a little bit over a decade, and uh, had a long history of different paths that kind of led me to where I am now. You know, I've worked in different restaurants as a server to doing window display at uh, certain boutique fashion boutiques and even um, worked at different uh, productions doing costume design and eventually towards the later part of my career became an event director for a lot of prominent locations and venues in LA and took all of my experiences together and kind of combined it in one and then started uh, the jump into making my own company become a full-time job um, just a couple of years ago. So 2017. So since 2009 to 2017, it was kind of like more of a freelance part-time kind of a passion project and since 2017 Mm -hmm. I made the full jump and now I'm exclusively working on weddings as a full-time job. Yeah that's amazing and where do you find your inspiration? Um, A lot of inspiration from just I, I think it's just from daily life so you know I come from an artist background so I studied art fine arts and fine arts studio arts and media arts Uh, for many, many years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my parents being artists themselves, they put me through art school since I was like five years old. And that Mm -hmm. was, you know, I started off with my own cultural paintings. So a lot of Korean calligraphy and traditional Korean cultural paintings. And then it evolved into Mm -hmm. getting classically trained in like figure drawing and um, doing um, like portrait oil paintings and whatnot. And then I eventually started studying that in college too. So it's it's funny because I think I look at the world in a different perspective. So it's not necessarily just like, oh, I'm walking down the street. I notice things and, and I notice it in an art perspective. So, um, you know, when I see a beautiful building or colors from a certain flower that I haven't seen before, it kind of inspires me to do a lot of the, the design work behind uh, event planning now. So it's, I don't know if I was trained to be this way or if it was innate. I think it's a little bit of both, but my inspiration comes from just like everyday art that's in our everyday lives. 
Yeah, totally. I totally understand. I also studied uh, fine arts and later on design. And that's how I got to do uh, Elwood magazine because, you know, I felt this creative, I don't know, <laughs> energy pulling me towards that. So I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And weddings itself is an art yeah. too. And a lot of people don't exactly. realize it. Yeah. So it's so nice to like be able to like share your your knowledge and your experience with people that are wanting to spell it, uh, celebrate this one particular day. And it's very mm -hmm. special to them. So it's nice to be able to share that. Exactly. And every wedding is so unique. And I think it's uh, important that couples are aware that they can make it truly their own and they can express, uh, you know, who they are as a couple within the wedding design itself. So I think it's important that the wedding planner or wedding designer understands that too and can help express it with the design of the whole wedding. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm sure you know, it's the overall experience, right? But then there's so many different, like components to that experience, like the colors you choose will invoke a certain emotion. And the smell that you have from a different type of wine will be a different type of emotion. So or even just the food and the what you yeah. see in the design of the text or the typography creates a different type of emotion. So all of that combined. Yeah, yeah sense and it's it's nice to be able to figure that out for your couple exactly uh so we found online that you are doing something very interesting and helping couples during these difficult times of covid and helping them plan their wedding sessions that had to postpone but before we get to that uh let's talk about a little bit how couples can actually make their wedding COVID safe. So it's no secret that the rising number of COVID cases are keeping uh, newly engaged couples uh, on edge and contributing to the rising numbers of the wedding cancellations. So how can couples ensure a safe COVID-free event for their wedding? Yeah, you know, I wish I wish I had control, right? I wish I could make COVID disappear. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, reality is, you know, COVID is, is unpredictable. And even like the, the top tier health experts made predictions on where COVID were, was going to go and they were all wrong. So, you know, yeah. It's, it's those, yeah, it's those things where it's just really uncertain. And I think uh, we can't ensure a hundred percent safe COVID free event for their wedding, but we can take the right protocols and, and the precautions mm -hmm. leading up to the event so that we are as safe as possible. So, you know, I think a lot of there's, there's a lot of research doing on um, our, you know, government's end to make sure that health and safety is number one for any human being on this earth. So we have to take their sound advice and, uh, and do the best we can to, to take their advice and put it into practice. So, you know, with my job, it's really just to keep up with what those changing protocols are and advices are and, and help my, my couples decide how we're going to implement this for their wedding and, and really just, you know, you prepare for the worst and you yeah. expect the best. So that's, that's my thing. You can't do a hundred percent sure, but you can darn try really hard uh, to try to keep everyone safe. What do you usually implement with your couples at their wedding? Like, do you think that self-testing and COVID certificates and rapid test are the new wedding trend? You know, you know, there's, there's, I think the rules kind of change 
they're they change every day so you know it's really hard for the couple themselves if you're not reading the news or the cdc guidelines every single day to make an assumption that this is what's going to happen for their actual wedding day because you're you're planning you know a couple of months or even years in advance um so for for those that are are thinking that this might be a requirement, um, it's it's okay to like really start thinking about what those protocols are that you're going to, you know, ask for your guests to provide, such as vaccination cards or, you know, any rapid test proofs. Um, but I think it is a trend now because we're in kind of still in the thick of things. But what mm -hmm. I feel like is going to happen is, you know, like any normal cold or flu, I think my hopes is I'm crossing fingers that this yeah. turns into like a normal cold. And it's something that we just kind of, we know how to live with it because we figured it out, you know, so um, hopefully that happens. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm praying for. <laughs> Do you see your couples asking for, I don't know, self tests for their guests or, um, do they provide like um, these self-test stations before the party or something like that? Yeah, um, I recently just had a wedding about two weeks ago. So this is when, mm -hmm. um, and this is early January of 2022. And this is when Omicron is still pretty high in terms of infections, yeah. right? Um, and the bride and groom was planning for this event for, you know, many months in advance. So they did not expect this to happen where we had to be re-cautious about uh, the whole the whole thing right it, it made a new variant and things were getting a little crazy so at the very last minute what we had to do was unfortunately we had to be do, do our due diligence and asked everyone to please send us a copy of your vaccination cards just just so mm -hmm. that we are we make each other feel comfortable about the situation and and um you know, at, at that time, and it might still be now, even with the vaccination, it was still very likely that you can still catch Omicron and spread it yeah. very easily. So, you know, they took the extra step and asked all the guests that were coming to take a um, PCR test at a local clinic mm -hmm. a couple of days before the actual wedding and to just provide that information over to us. So we had the, the data submitted to us and we collected that information. And um, before the guests came to the the, the event, they were tech, quote unquote, like pre-checked yeah. <laughs> to come yeah. to the wedding. And that made everyone feel comfortable because everybody knew in that community or that group that everybody was mm -hmm. doing the exact same thing and they could trust each other. So with that being said, um, it was a lot easier for people to feel comfortable about taking their masks off when they were eating yeah. or drinking. So I think, I think it's, it was normal at the time being, I don't know how maybe months from now, years from now, but, um, I think it is okay to ask for it because, um, mm -hmm. there are the majority of the group will be appreciative of you keeping everybody safe. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be something like, you know, that we are trying to do something mean or something you're asking mm -hmm. for, whatever reason. but it's for, as you said, to for the full group to feel safe and to mm -hmm. safely party on. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we the last thing we want to worry about is, oh, am I going to get sick here? Like, you just yeah. want to have a good time. So just doing that just a couple of days before the wedding for everyone to feel safe, I think is, is the greatest thing you can gift the couple for sure as an attendee. That's very nicely put. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. So in most parts of the world, like all staff and wedding suppliers are now wearing masks. Like this is now happening on all of the events. 
Um, and that's how they're trying to keep the safety standards. But what about the wedding guests? Do you think that they should also be wearing masks? I think it really does depend on the climate of what's happening at the time being. So mm-hmm. a few months from now, it was okay before the Omicron variant that it was okay to, if you're vaccinated, you can take your mask off indoors and still have mm-hmm. a good time. And there was no worry at all. Right now it's a little bit different and things are starting to change. Um, and like I mentioned for the previous event that just happened two weeks ago, we're in the thick of Omicron vi- variant. So we're, we're a little afraid that things were going to be out of control if we didn't take precautions. So uh, because we took those precautions and because we're very diligent about collecting data to make sure that everybody was safe at that particular wedding, everyone felt safe to not wear a mask or wear a mask if they wanted to. And, and, and that was, that was that. So I think it's, it's every event is very different and you can't, Mm -hmm. I can't say yes or no to, to um all it's just you just have to kind of see what's happening around at that time and figure out what's the best solution for you yeah exactly and uh, how people feel safe like maybe some people don't feel safe without a mask Mm -hmm. or some people just can't stand to have the mask so yeah yeah Yeah, and it's and like half of the guests at the wedding um there was some guests that actually took their food and they went outside to eat. So oh, wow. like, yeah. So it's, it's the comfort level, even if everybody was tested and everybody was got uh, vaccination cards, there were some people that were still, you know, very careful about it. And it was their choice mm-hmm. to just go outside and eat and that's okay. And some people felt mm-hmm. comfortable just taking their mask off and eating inside <clears throat> and that's okay yeah. too. But um, we did everything we could prior to the wedding to make sure that everybody was safe, but it just in the slight chance that, you know, mm-hmm. there might be a slip up. Some, some guests were like, I'm going to just keep it on and I'm going to only hang out outside when I take my mask off. And that was completely okay too. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't have these problems, let's say in Greece, because most of the weddings here happen in the summer and in the summer, as we know, it's more relaxed and the rules are more relaxed. And- yeah less uh, uh, infections are happening because of the sun, summer months, uh, like in general with every flu. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a good part of a destination wedding. And most of the weddings happen outside. So that's also uh, really good for, you know, you're not in closed spaces. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't imagine anyone to get married indoors in Greece. That's just like, yeah. beautiful there. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. You have to be outside. <laughs> exactly yeah Um, do you think that uh like personalized masks and disinfecting uh, little bottles are going to become now a new wedding favorite trend like i know that couples are always searching for new uh gifts and favors what do you think about these things so so i think i have so i have seen it in the beginning um Mm -hmm. of the pandemic those that try to push forward and still have events, let's say a smaller event for 20 people outside when it was the start of the pandemic, right? Or in the middle of it. So when we, um, when the couple decided to gift their family and friends something, they did do these personalized masks and they did do these little personalized disinfectant bottles. And it was great because at the time it was so funny because we needed them, right? There was a lack of (laughs) We couldn't find we couldn't find hand sanitizers for the life of us. It was really hard here in the states because everybody was hoarding it, and people were like, 
buying masks by the thousands or there was a lack of so at that time that was a true gift that the couple gave to their friends and family saying we found these for you and we're going to protect you and this is what we're going to give you so it was a true favor it was a gift however now that it's become so accessible and it's Mm -hmm. more of like a, a safe health and safety standard I don't I don't think couples are seeing it as a gift anymore, but more of a convenience factor mm-hmm. to help their guests feel safe at their wedding. So um, most, I wouldn't say most, 100%, like, okay, 99.9% of the weddings that I do now, they always have hand sanitizer and they always have extra masks lay around all over the venue <laughs> just as a convenience factor for their guests now. And, um, and then the party favors have kind of reverted back to what it used to be in the past with, you know, a really great dessert station or personalized Mm -hmm. like candy or whatever it may be. um, That is more kind of like a fun favor instead of a uh, mandatory like safety (laughs) favor, such as masks or, or um, disinfectants. So, so um, yes and no. (laughs) Talking about the the, uh, candy stations and the personalized candies, do you think that food, like catering and serving of the food has changed due to COVID? Like we're seeing a lot of these um, grazing boxes or, uh, you know, personalized ready-made package with the food inside, different kind of types of food. Yes. So that has started to become a lot more popular where it's more, like you said, like the personalized packaged meals. Um, and the reason is that because then there's less like human contact, like the, the chef that mm-hmm. makes it, they make it and it's just a group, they're masked, they have gloves on and it's contained, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if the opposite of that is if you have like a buffet station or if you have a self-serve station, there's just too many point of contacts there where mm-hmm. you can get infected if, if that was the case. So they're starting to like go back to like, hey, let's take it very simply and just do personalized boxes. And and that has become uh, a trend for smaller weddings. Now, mm-hmm. the bigger weddings that are still happening, um, that that's a little bit hard to do. So what people do yeah. is, yes favors they'll do like personalized candy boxes or whatnot but for the actual dinner portion of it i think uh it's it's still they're still trucking on with the whole they still do buffet and they still do you know plated seated uh dinner because the fact that it's just it's a convenience factor it's more Mm -hmm. it's more comfortable that way it won't might not necessarily be like the safest way but it's a lot more comfortable and people have started to feel more comfortable with vaccinations and boosters and whatnot. So, so I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I think vaccinations have actually changed a lot and I mean, made actually events and weddings possible. Like before I remember everything was, you know, canceled and postponed and lockdowns. And now we do have, um, let's say the same amount of infections or whatever, but I think we deal with them lighter and uh, because of the vaccination, I think now events are again possible. So that's great. Yeah, I'm so happy about it. It's, you know, both you and I know that during that time when it was locked down, we couldn't do anything and our industry was hit so hard for about, I want to say like at least a year to 18 months. It was really, really difficult. So going from zero to now back to a hundred and the backlog that yeah. happened with oh, postponement yeah. and whatnot, we are going at a million miles per hour now, which is great. I love it. But, um, you know, there, there was that time when it was a little, it was a little uncertain for us too. 
Exactly. It was scary. Yeah, it was scary, but I'm happy about it now. <laughs> Absolutely. So as event professionals, dealing with COVID safe events is becoming like a new job skill. So what would your advice be to all wedding professionals, how to keep events as COVID safe as possible? What should they advise to their couples? Um, I mean, it's, it's a little tricky, right? So not all couples are going to think the same and their thoughts are going to be um, different, you know? So asking for, mm -hmm. asking for a um, like rapid test or vaccination cards or whatnot could be, Uh, there's there's a lot of underlying like political, personal and emotional opinions behind it. So because of that factor, you have to be very sensitive about the subject. And, um, you know, there's and to each their own. Right. Everybody has their opinion. So we're not there really to say yeah. yes or no, you're right or wrong. It's more yeah. about us doing our due diligence and learning the most we can with that, you know, what the health officials are coming out with or what the current climate is with your local, you know, space that you live in and then advise them on the best practices. So, you know, I think the best advice that I can give a lot of people and um, not just other wedding professionals, but to the couples themselves is um, be very vocal about your decision and where you came, um, how you made that decision, right? So, and it's all about the messaging on how you communicate that with your guests. So, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of key role players for wedding planning or just the wedding in general. It's not just about the bride and the groom, it's their parents and their family and they all have opinions and they all want to be a part of this. Um, and if there is a pain point, they want to have a solution that they can be, they can feel comfortable with as a whole. So I think having a very open conversation between the couples themselves, the planner and anyone else that's involved and uh, to come up with a concrete plan and to be able to have that conversation with the rest of um, the community, aka the, the guests of mm -hmm. the wedding, and to have those rules be implemented to all of them as entirety as a whole, not just like, oh, you know, mom's friends doesn't have to wear a mask because mom doesn't feel like she wants to tell them, you know, like they all have to be the same message, same rules, and everybody kind of follows the same thing so that everybody at the wedding as a collective group, they can feel safe. So, so yeah. So Christine, tell us about your good deeds of helping those that have been affected by COVID by offering them complimentary wedding planning sessions. So how does that work? Yeah, so um, I mean, a little kind of like backstory on uh, what I've experienced through the whole COVID planning uh, process was, you know, I had a lot of clients that were, you know, with me since 2019 that are still going through this process of trying to still plan their wedding. Um, and oh, wow. it's, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them, um, I gotta say, you know, throughout from 2019, some of them uh, ended up having, getting pregnant and having children, not maybe not children, but at least a child. So they're, they're pushing their wedding out to whoever knows how long, but, you know, I'm still working with the clients from back then. And uh, one couple that I remember in particular, you know, they're a really sweet couple and 
they just had a lot of really bad things happen to them throughout the process. And it wasn't just COVID related, but, you know, they were supposed to get married early 2020. That didn't work out because pandemic shut down. And then um, at the rescheduled date at the end of 2020, the groom's mother unfortunately passed away. So they had to reschedule their date again for mid of 2021. And then two weeks before their June 2021 wedding, the venue shut down on them. So we had to go search for a different venue two weeks before their final wedding day. So, um, you know, they hired me as their day of wedding planner. And there's different Mm -hmm. types of wedding planners out there. And this couple decided to, you know, they they love planning the wedding themselves. So they only needed kind of like help on the tail end to just bring in Mm -hmm. all the vendors that they've hired. And I like put that you know, details together. So they hired me for that. But, you know, throughout the two and a half year process, we lost the venue, we lost vendors, we lost a lot of things and things changed so dramatically that I ended up kind of just becoming their full planner for them. But, um, you know, and I, I did it with, with, with love because you see your couple go through these things and the last thing on your mind is oh that's not my job it's not my job to help you with that because I'm only a day of planner like I just you just feel for them and you want to do everything that you can to just help them so instead of like being you know that's when sometimes it kicks me in the butt right because I I'm a business lady and I want and I and you know we still need to like make income but at the end of the day you you have heart for these these couples so that was the last thing on my mind I, I didn't even think twice about like oh they need to you know ch- be charged more for the full planning like I just stepped into that role and I just made mm-hmm. sure that things happened um, and so you know it was it was a long journey but it was a necessary journey and I was really happy to be there for them um, because if it wasn't for like a third person just helping them through this journey which was not just financially hurtful on their pockets because they have to reschedule four times, but it was emotional too because there was a COVID and mom passing away and a whole bunch of things. So, um, you know, I I I went into it just ha- rolling up my shoulder and saying, let's figure this out for you because I care. And, you know, and continuing on that service with other couples that are going through this whole thing of postponements and cancellations or whatnot, um, you know, I'm putting together a 30 minute video on how to kind of navigate this process so that you, mm-hmm. you can do this in, in, an, in a way where it's not as painful. So there's a lot of tips and a lot of, um, well, there's a lot of experience that I had gone through through this one particular wedding that I would love to share uh, with whoever may need it. So um, my next steps are is, is creating this video to be able to figure out um, the pain points for you and then address it so you can problem solve as well for your own wedding. So I guess this is what you're currently now working on is this video and then anything else? Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that I'm working on. I don't know how much time you have. But... <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> But um, I think, I think in general, um, I would love to say that this whole process of dealing with lockdowns and uh, replanning for weddings and postponements have been a not so fun journey, right? It was painful, mm-hmm. but um, 
now that we've come into two years of us readjusting how we go about this, it's almost become second nature to us. So when it comes to replanning and replanning again, um, you know, it's already in our nature as planners to be able to do that, but to add a different factor into it, such as the pandemic, I think it kind of made mm -hmm. us stronger. So we're really mm -hmm. good at just being really quick on our feet and then adjusting on the last moment or even on the day of without things going awry or, you know, without any complications. So um, I feel like we're very lucky enough, the bless blessing in disguise on um, how the pandemic kind of made, her, made us into stronger human beings <laughs> and planners mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, at the end of all this, I think we can all see the brighter side of things and um, know that weddings really, regardless of it having it be during the pandemic, pre-pandemic or after the pandemic, it's all just like celebrating love. And if as long as we remember the core reason of why we're having weddings in the beginning and just focus on that, I think it's still just a really beautiful thing. Exactly, yeah. And as you said before, the rules are changing so fast. Like, mm -hmm. you really can't plan uh, so much ahead, like, to say for certainty that all um, oh, events will be postponed or whatever. So I think it's best to just, you know, go ahead with your plans and then you will see, I don't know, a month before your wedding if there's some major changes that have to be done. But otherwise, I think, like, in Greece, of, uh, of course, I'm talking about Greece mainly, if the previous two years are of any indication um, the summer season there was no problem with travel with tourists like it was open for tourism uh, everybody just had to you know follow the rules of the restrictions and you know uh, with the green passports and um, covid certificates that they had to obtain but otherwise there was no problem for travel so i believe that uh, yeah as long as uh, things don't go for the worse i think we're on a good path so couples can start planning for their wedding, for, you know, for normality, let's say a little bit of normality. But yeah. what I want, yeah, but what I want to ask, actually, do you see any different trends picking up now in the world of weddings after all this experience that couples have to go through? Um, I think I've seen a shift in how people plan their weddings, like, like you, you know, mentioned, like you plan for the normal, uh, but you look at a month prior and then see what happens. So I think there was a mentality shift. So a lot of people in terms of, you know, aesthetics or design or food or even photography or whatever it is, they are so flexible now. They've become a lot more kind of relaxed. Um, <laughs> and just because you just don't know what's going to happen. For instance, we hired a photographer for the wedding that happened two weeks ago, but he got COVID, so he couldn't come. So what oh, happens? Yeah. yeah. So what happens is we uh, got with his, his associate team and we vetted them and we said, Hey, this is what we expect. And we went through the same process we did with him and we saw their work and it aligned and we were able to go ahead and still continue on with that group service. So I think, mm -hmm. Um, staying flexible and not staying so fixed on a dream or a vision that might not happen due to, you know, acts of God or whatever it is, um, is like the, the best way to go about it to keep your sanity for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, other than the mindset shifting and people staying flexible and a lot more relaxed um, with changes that might happen, I think um, on a aesthetics wise, I've seen a lot of people 
I think maybe because these they are kind of like they're starting to like simplify things like their their aesthetics are starting to simplify as well they like very like clean lines modern yeah. look nothing too crazy where there's you know like diamonds dripping from the sky of course there's a, a beautiful weddings that still do that but um I think because uh, there's there's like a lot of things that's shifting so quickly at the last minute um, it's not for for a lot of couples now it's it's not it, they don't feel as safe to invest like I don't mm -hmm. know $20,000 on flowers right instead they'll say they'll minimize that decor aspect and only spend like half the fee or uh, contract for half the fee because they're more mm -hmm. comfortable about making switches on a $10,000 project instead of like a $20,000, you know, floral project. So they're starting to scale down in terms of a lot of things to keep things clean, modern, and classic. So that's the shift that I've seen in mentality wise, and in um, like decor and aesthetic wise. When you mentioned before about, uh, you know, vendors not being able to attend due to COVID, what happens in that situation? Luckily, this this team, um, this main photographer, he had associate photographers that worked with him so for so many years, so that mm -hmm. for him it was an easy like switch out for him. So when he got COVID, he literally told us, I think two nights before and says, I'm not feeling well. I don't know if I have COVID or not, and I'm gonna get tested. And mm -hmm. um, regardless of him having COVID or not, I think if somebody is down with the flu or flu-like yeah. symptoms at this time, we said we felt more comfortable uh, using your associate instead. And so he was like, okay, great. And so, you know, he introduced us to his associates. We, we've actually seen his associates work before because we've worked together in the past. So we knew who they were and said that switch was actually pretty flawless for us. Um, it's a little bit hard when there's, let's say, a photographer that owns his own business and he does mm -hmm. not have a team and he's the only one that can take photos. That's when you, you know, whatever conversation you have with that, that photographer, you just have to find solutions. So whether it is that photographer subcontracting another photographer that has similar style to him and then sending that person out to your wedding or, you know, we, we say, you know, or that person might say, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Like, I'm so sorry, but here is your money back. And then me as their planner, we pull out all of the numbers that we know, and we have to find the photographer for our clients. So, you know, last minute changes do happen, but I think there's always a solution to it. Um, and I'm not, I don't know, I'm not too worried about these last minute changes anymore. I think because I've seen it so many times and we've experienced it so many times, it doesn't, it doesn't really phase me anymore. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's move on. Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and what should couples do if their planner gets sick or can't make it for some reason? You know, luckily enough, I have a team of at least like mm -hmm. 10 of us on rotation so if I get sick as me as their lead planner then there's another lead planner on my team that can just step in and and follow through and there's like I said there's 10 of us so if like half the team is sick and the other half hopefully is not sick and then we can just kind of switch each other out but um you know I I think for planners themselves in this climate um it might be hard if you're a new planner in the industry and you're the only one that's working um mm -hmm. and it's 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 risky right it's risky to like commit to a job because you don't actually know if you'll catch 
a cold or get sick Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, um, you know, I would suggest finding friends or other colleagues or anyone else that you can partner up with um, other Mm -hmm. planners, other companies that you can kind of like be each other's like back just in case. Um, So I think, I think for any vendors in general, whether it be like you finding your own like assistance or whatever, or you partnering up with another vendor that is similar to what you do, I think you have to just partner up and say, in the case that something happens, will you be my backup? And then go about it from there. Yeah, and that's why it's also good to have a community and friends Mm -hmm. in the same industry who you can rely on and who can help you out when you need. That's Mm -hmm. such a great, uh, um, great answer, yeah. So for the last question, what advice would you give to all couples who are planning their wedding now? Um, I, I, you kind of mentioned in the previously, you know, people that are getting engaged and, you know, falling in love, getting engaged and planning a wedding, um, plan it like you normally would. I, I wouldn't say change your dream wedding just because of the certain climate that we're in plan for what is normal to you and what your vision is. And like you said, you know, you take it day by day and you figure out if this is something that is attainable closer to the wedding day. And, you know, with a good planner, they will give you sound advice on how to make the shift quickly and efficiently if things don't go the way that you want it to go. So I I don't think anyone should give up on their wedding dream. No one ever should. I think you just plan for what you want and then have a planner by your side that can help you make plan B, C, D, E, and F just in case something does go, you know, wrong and that you can create still a really beautiful wedding uh, regardless of what plan it may be. And it's still unique to you. And um, being flexible with that is probably the best thing that anyone can do for themselves. Exactly, yeah. And especially in these times, I think flexibility is so important. Like, we just have to, as you said before, have to think on the go. And yeah, okay, this is not happening. Let's go move on. Yeah. <laughs> <What's the next? laughs> yeah, we have so many what tricks on our sleeves. <laughs> yeah. What's the next best option? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. Like you said, like building a community within your, um, your industry is so important. And, and, you know, you only realize that after you've, you've had that experience with other great Mm -hmm. vendors is, you know, a wedding is not just about like one person doing one job. It's a community, like a whole bunch of vendors working on this one wedding together as a team, even if you're not the same company and making this dream come true. So, you know, it's always great to just, be nice to each other and build your yeah. community and stay connected, help each other out. We, no one is a competition. There's plenty of jobs for everyone mm-hmm. everywhere. So no one is your competition. If mm-hmm. another planner needs help, help them. If another florist doesn't have the flowers and you have extra, give it to them or sell it to them yeah. at whatever price you got it for. Because exactly. you know, the more you do for others, like it'll come back to you for sure mm-hmm. when you need it. So I think that community is really key. That's so nice. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Um, I'm everywhere on social media, on Facebook, on, um, you know, everything, Instagram. So um, my company is called Live Love Create Events. So mm-hmm. you can find us at livelovecreateevents.com. Um, my Instagram is livelovecreate. 
and mm -hmm. you can email me too. You can have my direct email. It's Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at live, love, create events.com. So Perfect. any of those, you can just shoot me a DM or email me or go to the website. We're definitely going to link all of these in the show notes. So that's uh, going to be easy. And yeah, thank you so much for coming and talking to us all the way to Greece. <laughs> uh, hopefully we see you here one day. Oh, I've been there in the past and my next destination to just be anywhere is with you guys because it's it's one of those those spaces where once is never going to be enough. And if I could, I would just love to spend the summer there. I'll just come and hang out with you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, great. Um, thank you for coming and have a lovely day. Thank you so much. I hope I get to talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Elwed Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwed Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to elwed.com slash podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwed.